Welcome back, everybody, to the CNC Replay. I'm your host, Noel. And I'm Corey. And Noel, we are happy, happy campers. We are happy, happy campers. The greedy people finally figured it out and got a deal done, Noel. The millionaires and the billionaires stopped squabbling. Which, apparently, that's not what we were supposed to be talking about. It's like, oh, it's not millionaires versus billionaires. I don't care. Most of the general public didn't understand. And this was a huge pot of money being argued over. And a lot of the stuff, like we talked about last week, was stuff that's just like, that has nothing to do with money. I mean, it could in the future. But, like, if you're worried about money, get a money deal down and kick the can further down the road about I mean we're talking about like the size of bases Noel mm-hmm. like this like yeah is really just at the end of the day just by it 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 doesn't matter right like there's not I mean it will in the grand scheme of like statistics baseball is a is a game of inches so it, but for it to be something that was argued over for so long yeah mhm because at the end of the day, it was a money thing. The CBT, which the, I guess the, what was it? The, or the, I don't, I can't even remember what it was because I don't care enough. But it was because like Because you've lunch... gotten enough pictures of Lakeland that the, the whole fiasco has like put a veneer over that. I'm just, I'm just so done and over with it forever. And it was like the luxury tax threshold was the thing that was holding people back. And it's just like, ugh. Like, like, stop. Mm-hmm. Just if you don't want to spend the money, don't spend the money. It's not going to be that hard, you know. Like, and I, it, there was something too. I did find out that the owners were never going to take a deal from the players Classic. at all. Well, it, it it was leaked from one of the Mets people, like on Twitter. Like he, like somebody's like, you know, I'm starting to believe that the owners wouldn't accept a deal from the players, they would lose all their leverage. And then an MLB owner, Steve Cohen of the New York Mets, liked the tweet. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, my good heavens, Lord Almighty. But we don't have to worry about that anymore, Noel, because baseball is back. Baseball is back, officially back. Before we get into the Tigers aspect of baseball being back, a um, couple things I'm super excited about with this new deal. Number one, there is a playoff expansion, but it is not 14 teams. It is 12, which is awesome. It's so, <laughs> it's so great. So this, I think this is what they're going to do. Um, they're going to keep the wild card game mm-hmm. um, for both leagues, but they're going to have three wild cards. How does that make any sense? Well, what you're going to do is have what okay so there's six in each league there's i'm thinking well i should have thought about this before i started talking oh no (laughs) collect your thoughts take a second three division winners three division winners three wild cards um there would have to be four playoff matchups oh okay so yeah this is okay so this is what's going to happen division winners Number one seed gets to play the winner of the wild card game between the five and the six. Mm-hmm. So that would slot into one versus five or six. Then it would be um, a. Wait, what? 
<laughs> Hold the phone. Corey's brain is currently working on dial-up mode. Oh my gosh. I feel like such an idiot. <laughs> How would this work? Are they going to add an extra round? I I don't they I can't. don't know. Oh my I gosh, I feel like such an idiot. Ben's not going to edit out any of this, but no, he's oh not. my gosh. How is the bracket going to work? Because there was five teams before. Are they? Oh my gosh, Noel. <laughs> All right, can you, can you do me a favor, Noel? <laughs> what? Can you I, – I should have done this all day today. I, I was subbing today, and then I had baseball practice. Um, I should have been researching this while I was sitting and doing nothing, but literally my brain was shut off for seven hours today. It was horrible because I literally had nothing to do. I got my stuff done with the church really early, like in, mm -hmm. in my subbing, and I was just like didn't even think. I was too busy filling out brackets, which we'll talk about later. Um, but – would you like me to read you this article? Yes, yes, please, <laughs> because my brain can't figure this out. Oh my gosh! Okay, um, so this is from the Eagle Tribune. It's I, you know, I have no idea what that paper is, but they were the first one that popped up. Okay, so under the new twelve-team system, the two division winners with the best record in each league will earn first-round buys, and the third division winner will earn the top seed in the new best-of-three wildcard round. They will be joined by the top three non-division winners, and the higher-seeded team will host the entire playoff round. The wildcard series winners will advance to the divisional round, and from there, things will play out the same as before. Ew, I hate that, actually. <laughs> I hate that. We've been on a roller coaster of emotions, and this has gone on for six minutes. Oh, I hate that, actually. Okay, the because, like, everyone talks... Okay, look, I will put it from a Tiger's perspective. Mm -hmm. So, the... The past two times the Tigers have been in the World Series in our lifetimes, 2006 and 2012. Yep. They swept the ALCS both years. One year is against the, the Athletics in 06 and 12. It was against the Yankees. The other series went the full seven, okay? Mm -hmm. When mm -hmm. you're in a postseason like, mindset like that, and, and especially when you're playing in the regular season, you're off for like an extended period of time. There's... It just Science drove by your on. house. I watched yeah, the did. lights. <laughs> I live on a. I can't control that. I'm That's sorry. Don't, no, you're totally fine. It was just funny. Um, you're getting a rhythm, right? Mm -hmm. And it, and when you're out of that rhythm and have to get started again, that really hurts teams. We've seen it not just with the Tigers. We've seen it with. Um, I feel like the Dodgers ran into this. Uh, the Cubs may have ran into this as well, sweeping really early and then sitting for like an extra four days and then coming into the series flat-footed. I really do think, I mean, you don't have to play a round in the playoffs, but I don't think this is going to help the one and two, or the, the top two seeds, or it was it would be the top seed in each, right? Mm -hmm. In each league. I don't really think that's going to help. Like, I get the incentive, and it's not exactly like football where like an extra buy is helpful right you know because you can recuperate and you know heal on some injuries and all of that i'd be very interested to see this first year if the one seeds 
pan out. I do love the idea of a wild card round, though. Mm-hmm. With I think just it'll like be a, fun. I think that'll be a lot of fun. We saw it a little bit with COVID. That was super cool because it was like, it was like October madness having a game on like the whole day, which was thumbs up. And again, we'll talk about March Madness later on in the show. Mm-hmm. But that's, I like it as a fan, but I also hate it as a fan because like these leagues are just going to, or these one seeds are just going to fall out flat foot. And I don't think it's going to be the advantage that they think it's going to be. The, according to this article, the new system also does away with the game 163 tiebreaker, which means that if two teams have the same record at the end of the season, then it's they go to an NFL-style tiebreaker, um, which will determine the winner. Oh, that's no fun. Yeah, so they won't have, like, one-game playoffs anymore. That's no fun. Yeah. There's, what if like, it's... little less chaos there, right? But what if it's, like, between the 6 and the 7? Does it say there? It, just it doesn't. Says tiebreaker? Yeah, it just says tiebreaker. It doesn't go into the details like that. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? That's going to happen. That's going to happen. The team that it's going to happen to, the Mariners. It's going to happen to them. I know. It's Sorry, Delaney, <laughs> but it, it's going to happen to them, and it's going to be horrible. Um, so, okay, expanded playoffs. I like that there's more teams. I don't necessarily like the format, but there's not really a whole lot that you can do. But that's kicking the can down the road to get an extra team in the playoffs and it's super annoying and I hate it but we're going to have Baseball's to back. Baseball's back. Uh the second thing, we're getting a full 162 games, which yeah. The ones the games that got canceled at the beginning of the season are going to be rescheduled. So, hallelujah, praise the Lord for that. I can I don't... what? No, keep going. I can finally buy tickets to that A's Mariners game. In August. Oh, thank goodness. I don't like the fact that the Tigers now have to go on the West Coast uh, in the middle of the year because they always just lose whenever they go to the West Coast in the middle of the year. Well, you so, know, Detroit had to lose somehow in this. Sure. It's we just... always do. Detroit versus everybody. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Detroit, our beloved baseball cats are back. <laughs> they we are alive them. and well. And, like, my excitement for Baez is growing now. Cause oh, I, good. I mean, I, was just, I wasn't happy. <laughs> like, I guess no one has signed Correa, but still, it was mm-hmm. under the guise that, you know, we signed Baez because we weren't going to throw, it, like, a ton uh, of money drunk, anywhere. Or, in the words of Al Vila, drunken sailor money at people. Right, yes. Which, we are nowhere close to that. But they did sign Baez. They did sign Eduardo Rodriguez. We've talked about this in lengths. Oh, that's great. We love mm-hmm. that. Again, this is this is this is the part where I'm going to talk about the bad and then go into the good. I guess Noel. So yeah. I'll start always with end that. with a compliment. Always end with a compliment. Um, it was under the impression that they were going to spend more money elsewhere. I don't necessarily think they need another bat. I mean, rumor has it that Correa wants to sign a one-year contract to get another mega contract next year, just because the lockout kind of messed with that, mm-hmm. which, okay, if he wants a one-year deal, heck yeah, Detroit should be in on that. Give him $30 million. I don't care. It's not going to affect it. us terribly. No, it's not. And then maybe you can lock him into a longer-term deal, but like less less money per. I, I don't know, but 
if he is willing to sign a one-year deal, throw money at him and mm-hmm. stick him in the middle infield and figure figure out the details of what, what's going to happen. I don't care. But it was under the guise that we were going to sign another key piece because, Noah, I want you to I want you to count for me real quick here. Ready. Okay. So opening day starter most likely is going to be Casey Mice. Okay. Yes. Uh, the number two starter, I would assume, would be either Eduardo Rodriguez or Tarek Skubal. Okay. So... Eduardo, Scubal, and then for the three, Eduardo, Scubal. So you have three, right? Yep, you have three. Okay. Matt Manning, who pitched some last year, he looked very overmatched. Yes. Still still showed some talent, flashes of brilliance. Looked very overmatched. That's your fourth starter, okay? Mm -hmm. We're getting into dangerous territory. Who's the fifth starter? I, I don't have answers for you. I don't who's know. The, who's the fifth starter? <laughs> so, I'm no, I'm no, I'm no, you know, colonoscopist or whatever. What? What? I'm no, I'm no uh, orthopedic surgeon, but uh, it seems like we only have four guys for a five-man starting rotation. Yeah, I want to talk about what you think a colonoscopy person does. What yes. a colonoscopy just is. Sticks the sixth finger up the bum, you know? Okay, cool. Just making yeah. sure. I know. I just wanted I, to know if that's where you were going with that metaphor. Anyways. I, I know my biology and anatomy, so chill out, dude. Um, <laughs> so, we have four guys for a five-man rotation. Now, the rumor <laughs> is that Tyler Alexander would be your fifth starter. Tyler Alexander is not a starting pitcher. He's a guy that you can throw in the starting rotation in a pinch. Mm-hmm. If he's this, if he's going into the season as your fifth man, not good. Uh, just frankly, not good. Or at, <laughs> at the very least, not ideal. Mm-hmm. They signed Chase Anderson, who was a big league pitcher not too long ago. Has been brutal the past couple of years. Most recently, he was with the Orioles, and he had like a seven ERA or something like that. So he's got a minor league invitation. So they're thinking, oh, maybe he could be the fifth starter. We have Tyler Alexander and Chase Anderson, who had a 70 RA for the Orioles as your options mm-hmm. for the fifth man. Mm-hmm. Noel, they were giving us all of this bull crap about how we're going to compete for a World Series championship. Okay, You can't compete for a World Series championship with four starting pitchers. With four, yeah. Four and a kind of. Four and a kind. You can't. You can't do that. No. And you prom- or promised, quote unquote, you told everybody that, hey, we signed Baez to a lesser deal, a lesser mega deal, which I'm I'm happy with Baez right now. I'm very excited. I want to see what he can do. But he's also a guy that can slump mm-hmm. a lot, strikes out a lot, and we've already had our fair share of those guys, and we've seen how well that works out. Mm-hmm. As a small sidebar, Chris doesn't listen to the podcast when he's not on it, and so he did not know that Javier Baez was on our team until last week. <laughs> we can't tell him our secrets, Noel. It just that was one of I got that text and I like died. I was laughing <sighs> so hard. He was so excited. It was in all caps. You know, we've known this for what here? six months. Not really, but it feels like it. Anyways, 
No, I it's it is really funny. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. It's very funny. But holy smokes, Noel. Mm-hmm. Chris Illich was a guy who opposed the luxury tax threshold. For whatever reason, I don't know, because he's nowhere close to spending near the luxury tax for yeah. him to be taxed a certain amount. So why he's preventing other teams from doing that, I have no clue. Maybe he's Maybe he's thinking that he will spend money. He wants to keep the cap low. So it's like, oh, I don't want to go over the luxury tax. Well, Chris, newsflash, you have to get close to the luxury tax for you to pay the extra money when you get over the luxury tax. Because right now, you're nowhere close. Nowhere. You need a fifth starter. There's a good amount of capable arms. Throw some money at Zach Granke. I mean, the guy is 100 years old. He's got an 85-mile-per-hour fastball, but he can still pitch. And I can (laughs) guarantee, I can guarantee you, he is a better pitcher than Tyler Alexander and Chase Anderson off Mm -hmm. of a minor league deal. I can guarantee you that. Mm -hmm. Call somebody up. Make a move. Do something. Because all of this talk about we're going to compete for World Series championships and all this talk coming from Hinch... I hope is not just smoke saying that the he was saying that management was looking for a couple more guys to bring in and then immediately we signed two minor league deals one of them being Chase Anderson. I pray to the Lord himself that Chase Anderson is not the answer to that question because if he is I will be very upset, Noel. Mm-hmm. Because the time is now to start competing. Right now. Right. You I mean, you might to... as well throw money. Why wouldn't you throw money at it? We have so much space. Yes. It's, yeah. It's and, ridiculous. And I'm going to tell you something, too. We've talked about it in the past. If they don't do something quick, Hinch is going to walk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's and no he's... way he's not going to be want to be competitive this Hinch, year. Hinch, Hinch could have walked last year to see what, I mean, look at the, com- compare the Tigers and Garden Hires last year. I get it was COVID. Or even the his last full season with the Tigers. I like I love Garden Hire. The roster was just horrendous. So you couldn't really do much with it. But with somewhat the same roster and younger pitching staff, look at what Hinch did. They were yeah. a competitive ball club in one season, just mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So that should tell you, okay, maybe we should help this guy out a little bit more. Now, they did make two big free agent signings. I get that. But a lot of the thing with Hinch was that no one wanted to touch him because of the whole Astros scandal. And they wanted to see if he could still do his thing. Well, mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you that he can do his thing because this, this franchise was immediately changed the second he walked in there and his first full season here. And do you think he's just going to stick around for this long, elongated rebuild? And and an owner who's not giving him leeway? No. He will walk the first second that he possibly can. And then yeah. we're just going to blow everything up after that. So let this be a warning. It, I, I mean, you extend Avila during the Garden Hire era. And you sign Hinch. Okay, those seemed like two conflicting signings to me. But if you signed Avila because you knew he wasn't going to spend a whole lot of money... And you signed Hinch to just say, oh, we're going to try to be competitive. And then with the roster that he was given, oh, he didn't make it to the playoffs. I guess we got to blow it all up again. I'm be 
very upset. Because if that's what you're trying to do, just sell the team, please. You've got another one that you can ruin some other time, I guess. Uh, over I... Steve's dead body. Yeah. The, thank, <laughs> thankfully, you have a generational talent on and off the ice yeah. with Steve Eisenman at the helm. So you really don't have to do anything. And plus, I don't. I know he's the GM. I wouldn't want to make Steve Eisenman upset. Oh, no. Are you kidding? He, the he look of well... disappointment that he has when reporters ask stupid questions, I can only imagine his face when somebody actually, like, does something terrible. Yeah. No. No thanks. Pass. So, don't do that. Um, yeah. I, on to the good news. I don't... Do you have any comments on that, Noel? Um, no. The only question I th thought of as we were talking about pitchers is... Uh, Spencer Turnbull, is he going to be back for this season, or he's still recovering from Tommy John? He'll be done for the whole year. Okay, that's what I thought. Or I'm at least gonna... the majority of it. Yeah, okay. Moving on. Which, again, probably why you need another arm. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Just saying. But I digress. Really cool thing that's happening. I think it's becoming more and more likely that... Uh, Torkelson and Green are going to make the opening day roster. Which is going to be so much fun. Which I don't necessarily know how I feel about that, considering Torkelson's only been in the minors for a season. A f one full season, and he, he just kind of shot his way up. I'd like to see a little bit of the spring training action. And this is going to be very interesting because spring training is short. I was wrong, and I thought we were going to get a full spring training slate, but we're not. I'm cool with that because we get 162 games. But... With us having a short spring training, that means a short sample size for guys like Torkelson and Green. I think, mm -hmm. personally, just the seasoning that Green has done, I think Green could be more Major League ready than Torkelson, which sounds weird. But just given the amount of time that he was able to learn through the system. Mm -hmm. You don't think probably. that they may have Torkelson up for a couple games just to see what he does in regular season and then... If it doesn't work out, send him back. I mean, they very well could. Um, they, I don't know what the CBA for like, like, what is like what, what gives a player another year of like eligibility as far as like sure. pre arbitration. That was another big thing of the CBA that I didn't necessarily understand because I didn't want to read it. Um, Corey can't I mean, read for those of you who don't know. No, I can't. Uh, did you, you didn't read it either? So don't give me a hard time. Um, <laughs> You're correct, but this is kind of your thing. This is kind of my thing. Uh, so I'd be very interested. I think, honestly, I think both will make make it out of camp mm -hmm. um, just to get some excitement and, and to, to I guess, fluff Chris Illich's ego. Like, oh, we're trying to compete. We got the big guys up. Oh, mm -hmm. I hate that guy. What a loser. <laughs> um, but... Uh, no, I like that. And Miguel Cabrera has been plastered all over social media saying that he wants to play less first base so they can put Torkelson in the lineup. What what more what more could you want? Cabrera full time DH or at least DH six days a week. Mm -hmm. and he gets in at first every so often just to keep him focused or whatever or, or keep him happy because hey, you want to keep him happy. Mm -hmm. um, I still like watching him poke people on the on the base. Oh, I love I just it. like it's watching great. him be a, a goober. Anyways, it's, it's absolutely great, and that helps too when they go to the National League parks that they don't lose. I, I mean, Cabrera's bat doesn't mean what it used to be, right. but it also doesn't 
you don't lose that in the National League games. So I think there's like, I don't know how many games they play in National League parks, but I would assume it'd be like 20-ish, mm. something like that. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't lose this bat with the Universal DH, which is cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we have to get excited about anything, get excited about the offense. Baez is going to bring, he's going to bring the offense up, whether it'll be in jolts and, and streaks or just in general, that's going to happen. And then if you have, you know, Green and Torkelson living up to half of the hype they've been getting, you might actually have a pretty a pretty formidable offense in Detroit. Mm-hmm. I mean, because look at it. You have Cabrera at first. You ha- and Tucker Barnhart that we always forget about. He's going he's gonna to help the pitching staff. I forgot I mean, he was on our team. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> uh, he's, yep. he's a great defensive catcher, gold glove winner. Um, he, he can't be as horrible as the catchers have been in the past, you know, five seasons in Detroit. Not, not saying anything about Eric Haas. He had a really good season, um, but not the same defensive guy, but he'll be, he will be in the mix. Um, mm-hmm. You'll have Barnhart further improving with the pitching staff. Um, you'll have Condelario, who led the American League, I believe the league, to the, the MLB mm-hmm. in doubles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> doubles. Uh, what a strange Ma- niche stat. Yeah. Very Baez specific. At... Baez, sorry, keep cutting you off. Go no, for it. No, you're good. No, you're good. Baez at short. Who's playing second? I don't even know. Um, doesn't even matter. I have no uh, idea. Uh, no, I should know this. They're your team. You should know this. Yeah, I can't think of it right now, but who cares? doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> you have Akil Badu. Mm-hmm. You have Robbie Grossman. Mm-hmm. And then you'll potentially have uh, Riley Green. I mean, that's... What more could you ask for? That's pretty good. Like, cons- all things You can considered. always ask for more, but... Yeah. All things... Con- those status, they stack out pretty, pretty well. All things considering, I do enjoy that. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. I'll have to look at second base again. I don't know why I can't think of it. I'm going to be so mad when I figure it out. I'm, I just got to look at the roster. Why can't I think? <laughs> it's been a tough go for me today. You've had a long know. day. It's all right. Uh, how long? I know this is like early to talk about. How long do you think that Jackson Job is going to be in the minors before he it, gets pulled up? I think at least five years. Okay. We won't hear from him at all for five years. I figured it would be a while just because he's so young, but thought I'd ask. Yeah. I'm, I'm so pissed. It's freaking Tyler Alexander is our fifth starter right now. It's bull crap. Uh, Oh, scope. Are you kidding? Oh my gosh. (laughs) How do we both forget about him? Scope. What the heck? We're our (laughs) offense is going to be really good. We're going to be fine. Offensively. We're going to be fine. We just and and heck the bullpen was a bright spot for us last year. Which Not, what a twist in fate. Wow, what a what a time to be alive. So, Al Chris, one more starter. Get me Zach Granke. I know I'm yelling, but I need you to hear me. I'm all the way in Indianapolis now. Get another pitcher. Sign sign a big name. Make a trade. I don't know. The Reds are freaking giving up and just trading away all of their good players. Get Luis Castillo and throw him in there. He's he's got ace stuff. Like holy smokes, the Twins made some big deals. They're trying to compete. Why aren't you? 
but we are with Javier Baez and Eduardo. And but yeah, you told us that after you signed those guys, you were going to sign another big name. So go out and do it. How long do they have until acquiring season is over? I don't know what that's officially called. I don't know why I just blinked. Uh, the first game is Friday, but a lot of guys are still haven't signed as free yeah. agents. I mean, hey, it's a lockout. You you can't communicate with these players, right? So that's uh, that's a long time. Um, so I would imagine that a lot of like probably four or five deals a day are going to happen. Probably more closer to four pretty soon here, mm-hmm. as we get closer. But that's about right. it. I don't, do you have any thoughts on, on the on the tigers, the baseball cats? Baseball cats? No, I'm ready for them to be back. I'm happy yeah. baseball's back. Thank I'm ready for goodness. spring. All those Thank things. Goodness, I don't know what I would do with the summer without baseball. It'd be, be very sad. It'd be horrible. Um, do we want to move on? We're doing a little bit differently this time, in that we're talking about the Wings and the Pistons at the same time. Yes. For very specific reasons. Uh, mostly, they seem to be in very similar situations in terms of like rebuilds, talent on the team, etc. Yes. Uh, relative to their prospective leagues, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so remember last week we were saying like, oh, the Pistons are winning. Like, they're doing good stuff. That died this week. Yes. <laughs> they didn't win. They're playing right now, and I don't know what the score is at the moment, but they lost the past three games this week. Yes. I mean, it's it's the same story with them. Like, they're as last year, co- playing competitive basketball, your young guys are producing. And, again, I mean, I, I don't want to say the same thing over and over again, but it's kind of the same story. Cade Cunningham is consistently becoming a bucket getter, which sounds really lame. But, like, that's what that's what you need you know, from him. And then I, I do think that, you know, Bay and Grant are coexisting on the court, which a lot of people were, you know, fairly concerned about. Um, and they're also down by three at the Miami heat, um, where Mm -hmm. Marvin Bagley is our leading scorer. Um, and Tyler Harrow for the heat has hit three of five threes and has 20 points in one half. So that it's going to be kind of tough to, tough to, tough to win a game like that yeah uh but all that to say um and cunningham's not playing tonight so that's probably why he might be getting some rest or mm-hmm. he's hurt i don't really know he's to... he had a non-covid illness is what the the thing said so that, that would that would do it um but, uh, speaking of him yeah. i know that last week i was like Cade cunningham is a lock for rookie of the year and you were hesitant about that, which is fine. But I think that my point is continuing to stand as as time goes on. I was watching NBA primetime last night. They were talking about Evan Mobley potentially being rookie of the year. Okay. I'm going to hold I'm, on. I'm, you're just relaying information. I get it. I, I agree with you. I think he should win, but I don't think it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it's a slam dunk, which is a little unfortunate because like, I feel like a lot of people who watch Kate Cunningham on a nightly basis are like, this guy's rookie of the year. But you mm-hmm. could say that about any, any other guy. He, mm-hmm. the, he's, he's increasing the gap, I should say. Yeah. But that gap is still fairly small, I guess. I don't really know. 
and we talked about the benefit of playing on a better team with Evan Mobley. Um, but, you know, it, it is what it is. I don't think it's necessarily a slam dunk. Haha, ha, puns. Um, <laughs> but uh, it'll be an interesting race. I still think Cade will win. Maybe we can make some bets. Who knows? I'm Zach sure you King's already sponsors. have things lined up. I do not, actually. Mm. No, I don't. For I the don't. first time. Not for the first... I don't... I'm not like a degenerate gambler. I know, but I feel like it's every... I get a text at least three times a week. They're like, oh, guys, I made 45 bucks. Or, <laughs> like... I wish. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the thing I wanted to talk about, as far as these two teams, mostly because, like, we're at... I'm Noel, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. Very rarely have I ever geared up for a Red Wings game and been like like I don't want to watch these past few games have been like monstrous it's just like I don't <laughs> like yeah. I'm be, I don't want to say I'm beginning not to care but like like the game in Calgary was just well we recorded before the Arizona game happened yeah that so too. that we have not even talked about that yet I don't want to talk about the, that. Can we not talk about that? I will just mention the score and then talk about how they came out against Minnesota. Oh, um, gosh. The Red Wings lost 2-9 to nine to the last place Arizona Coyotes. I don't know. Um, and the single highlight of that game, Jacob Verana got, his, got a goal on his first game back. Yeah. Single highlight. I'm sure Chris was doing laps around his house. And they got two goals in the Minnesota game, and there was a lot of fights, too. There were many fights in the Minnesota game. Um, one where Lucas Raymond got his head smashed into the ground. Um, yep. The head smashing in the ground was not on... The initial one was not on purpose. Uh, the subsequent elbows to the face were. Yeah. Um, by Matt Dumba, if anybody's caring. But the I think the biggest commentary around the interwebs and around the sports world at that time between those two games was if the wings don't show something, anything, any sign of life during the Minnesota game, Blash was gone. There was no way that he was going to recover from that. Well, because look, Iserman is not a reactionary guy. Nobody really on this staff is a reactionary, but if they had had two games in a row like that, it, I think it would have been a, more of a conversation than it ever has been in the past in terms of what Blashill's tenure looks like here. I I agree. Um, and that's part of the thing that I wanted to talk about, too. Just the – like, I'm, I don't think the Red Wings are in, like, trouble, quote-unquote. I don't think they no. are at all. As a team moving forward, no. No, they are not. They've just got to figure out what they're going to do – as far as furthering, further developing a guy like Raymond, who has fallen off a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and Cider, who's just steadily increasing now that he doesn't have his six thousand pound anchor of a of a line mate um, next to him, um, and then whatever they're going to do with COVID, whether Bertuzzi will ever be allowed in Canada ever, I don't know, um, but I don't want to have that discussion because we've had enough. Mm-hmm. of that discussion and trading him away is not going to solve that issue either because right. you're, you're not going to get the same caliber or opportunity of a player. Um, 
what I want to talk about is the progression of the season. So, like, the Red Wings at the beginning of the year were looking like, oh, wow, this is a young, promising team that could make the push for a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Now, they are playing like a bad team. They've regressed. They've regressed. In their Nadelko- day-to-day play, yeah. Correct. Nadelkovich, who was great, phenomenal even at times at the beginning of the year, I think his last 10 games, I saw a stat, he has an under 900 save percentage. Uh, ugh. Now, I don't want to throw him completely under the bus because the defense doesn't always play the greatest, but, I mean, nine goals, five goals. We get to a shootout against Minnesota, and we don't even get a third try. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to stop at least one goal. Yeah. You know what's crazy? What? You know what's really crazy? That in, I think it was in two out of three games, two out of three or two out of four, we had two goalie pulls. Two. You pulled one goalie, put the other guy in. That guy didn't do great, pulled him out, put the other guy back in. I... What? Just... When, when has that ever happened, ever? Bad. Just bad. Uh, bad. It's not It's not good. <laughs> it's not. And, and like, I, I guess I'm not so concerned with, Nadel- with Nadelkovic either because goaltending is at times a crapshoot in the sure. NHL. Sure. And then once you get everything together, that's when you that's when those things even out. So inconsistent defensive play and inconsistent goalie play, those things will like one of those two things will be your downfall on any given night. Or maybe not on any given night, but for at least for the Red Wings it was either oh, played horrible defense, um goaltending was bad, and then specifically that game in Calgary, they had one shot on goal after the first period. Mm-hmm. Then they had four in the second. Or to something. Like 22. Yeah. And that's not the first time this season that that's happened. Where they've had one shot on period. Nope. I believe it's happened two more times after that. That is bad. Look at the Pistons. Started off horrible. Horrible basketball. Yes. <laughs> Un- unwatchable basketball. Cade Cunningham wasn't playing. I understand it. But you still had a lot of guys from last year's team, minus Plumley, which was, I guess, a, a big subtraction because then Stewart was your was taking the brunt mm-hmm. of, of the center work. Um, but you still had those young guys that were playing well last uh, the year before playing again, and they were bad. They had no guy. And now they rattled off of a five-game win streak, or not a five-game win streak. They won They won a few games out the gate of the All-Star break. The young guys are are your, obviously your best players on the team. Cade Cunningham has developed well into a NBA All-Star caliber player. I don't think that's a hot take, and if you think it's a hot take, then, well, you really haven't been paying attention to the stats that have been happening um, mm-hmm. with this young man. Um but their trajectory has been up. And I've I've talked about Dwayne Casey. How can you defend a guy that has a horrible record since he's been here? Well, you can defend him because it seems like even at the tail ends of the year, the team progresses. Same last year, the team is performing well when the young guys were playing. And this year now with everybody starting to get into a rhythm, they're trending upward. Maybe mm-hmm. not winning games, but 
playing tough teams, mm-hmm. winning five of whatever. Getting over 100 points. Getting over 100 points, breaking streaks. They beat Charlotte in Charlotte for the first time in 15 yep. tries or something like that. There's There is there is exponential, not like the vague description word exponential. I'm talking about like the mathematical like graph. formula. Yeah, yes. the graph of exponential improvement. Mm-hmm. And with the Red Wings, it's in the negative direction. I don't think I've actually talked about this in depth. But I don't think there's another move for the Red Wings other than to fire Blashill. I really don't. Because look at look at Calgary. Okay, mm-hmm. Calgary started off not great. They bring in Daryl Sutter, and I get there's this revolving door of coaches in the league. Yeah. Bring in Daryl Sutter. They're the best team in the West. Yeah. Not the best. No, that's that's that is a false statement. They are one of the best teams in the Western Conference, and they definitely would not be where they are at without Daryl Sutter as head coach. He's probably going to win Coach of the Year. He's the favorite right now. Mm-hmm. Um, look at uh, Gerard Gallant with with Vegas. Okay, facelift brings them to the Stanley Cup final. He wins Coach of the Year. Okay. Um, happened out west a bunch of times i feel like the coaches out west kind of swapped with each other and then they (laughs) both like they all played better with their new teams blashell's the longest tenured coach in the league in the league no one really knows why no and the whole argument was oh he doesn't have talent he doesn't have talent he doesn't have a team that he can put together talent and blah 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 blah. that's not an excuse anymore no that's not dylan larkin is having a career season yeah. Tyler Bertuzzi is doing amazing. Like it, Lucas Raymond had, was hot off, off the start. Like it's not a viable excuse anymore. You can't say that and be for, truthful. For the sole reason to just bring a jolt to that team. Yeah. It, it just get somebody else in there, and it does. Like this is the one part of the Eiser plan that nobody really understands. Is like, why has Blashell been here this long? Mm-hmm. And last year he signed a two-year contract extension, right? Yeah, something like that. Yep, two years. I I just had a thought pop in my head, and it, oh, it's no. like because it's like it's like why would he be signed for two years when everyone kind of knows that he's like a sitting duck? Yeah. Or at least it's perceived that way by a lot of people out in leagues, not necessarily inside. And Eisenman plays his cards close to his chest. I get that. Um, is Eisenman trying to, or would he try to recruit John Cooper from Tampa? Just bring all of his old know. cronies? Because I thought for sure, and my dad was thinking the same thing, that Gerard Gallant was going to coach the Red Wings, but yep. now he's in. We all thought now, that. I think that was the that bigger too. trend of, yeah, suspicion. Because former teammates, great coach, mm-hmm. been a winner wherever he's been, mm-hmm. and that didn't happen. So, what is Eisenman waiting on here? Because what, does, very... do we know when John Cooper's like contract ends? No, I don't know, and I doubt. I, I highly doubt that Tampa would just let him go. Well, yeah, of course. Um, or, or maybe Eisenman is stacking up draft picks so they can tra- so he can trade the head coach. <laughs> but I, I think it I think of all the sports leagues 
maybe with the exception of the NFL, the NHL is where you see like a head coaching change bring the most like rejuvenation and like drastic change in play mm-hmm. when you when you transition coaches. So what, what did you see his contract or no? Yeah, so in October of last year, he got a three-year extension. So he is the coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning for uh, all of the seasons up until 2024, 25. Um, And he was quoted saying that Tampa is my home. So So I don't think he's going anywhere then. No, that doesn't sound like somebody who is willing to get out of there. What is he waiting for? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't. Is Eiserman going to become coach, GM? No. Is Lidstrom going to become coach? Probably not. No. Maybe Larianoff? Try and get him over from Russia, but given what's going on, who knows uh, how that's going to work. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Might have uh, to do a whole other smuggling uh, situation gosh. like they did in the 90s yeah. with Fedorov. Yikes. Yikes, bro. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I don't know. I, but that's why I wanted to talk about Pistons and Red Wings because it, I guess it's the case for firing or keeping coaches because they're both kind of in this, like, there's not really a lot of this win-loss success. But I think there's, exti- like, substantial reason to keep Casey mm-hmm. over Blashill. Yeah. Yep. I think I think getting rid of... Dwayne Casey would would hurt the Pistons' development much more than the Red Wings firing Blashill too, uh, for their player development. So, I would agree. Yeah, but those are my thoughts. That's why I wanted to talk about both of them, just to kind of look at the trajectory. Also, kind of gives us something new to talk about, other than than wing team bad (laughs) car team car team kind of good sometimes except in the win-loss department (laughs) car team fine yeah yikes (laughs) all righty we have some lion signings to talk about other than that there's not much else to talk about with them yes tracy walker safety who by all intents and purposes, loves Detroit, which is really, really cool, or at mm-hmm. least loves the culture that's being built in Detroit. He just uh, signed a contract extension. Three years, I think 17 mil per year, I think. It sounds about right, but great pickup. He's the anchor of that of that defensive back uh, unit. Um, and the Lions also got uh, a weapon for Jared Goff. <laughs> Um, DJ Chark uh, from the uh, from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I have to look at his contract. We looked it up before. I don't know why I can't remember it. Like I said, it's been a tough day. Um, m- me using words, uh, but uh, Tracy Walker's D- contract was three years, twenty five mil per, or just in total. Uh, total. It looks like okay. Uh, and then the Lions signed Chark to literally a one-year deal. So it's like Chark is a 25-year-old receiver. Okay, mm-hmm. the deal is worth up to 13 million. So like a f- affordable deals for the two of these guys, but keeps a 
key component of the defense on the field and instantly upgrades your wide receiver room. It could be one of those situations where, like a Jamison Crowder thing, where the, the Lions brought him in. No, he, they didn't bring in Jamison Crowder. Who'd they bring in? Brashard Perriman. That's who they brought in, I think. It was like, ah, he could be an increase to the you know the wide receiver room, but then he got cut out of training camp. Um, this is different because DJ Chark is a third, third or fourth year player. He's 25 years old. He's young enough to... A, fit in this timeline, and B, um, still has some stuff left in the tank to prove. So that's sweet. Number two, DJ Chark is already recruiting people. Miles Jack got cut from Jacksonville, linebacker. And Noel, what's a position that the Lions need? Um, I'm going to go with linebacker, Corey. Yes, yes. The Lions need linebackers. And they did <laughs> sign Alex Alonzale. The long, flowy hair. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Linebacker. I think they signed him to a three-year extension as well. So keeping him on, the, which, whatever. I feel like I talked about him more negatively than positively. But the Lions could use more linebackers, and Miles Jack would be an increase to the defense. And DJ Chark's like, yo, man, come to Detroit. And Miles Jack is probably like, I, I don't Let's know. Let's go. Let's Who go. Knows? So, hey. I I can't. I can't, Noel. I can't. <laughs> I don't even need to say it. Mm-hmm. Those are positive moves. I'll leave it at that. Yes. Still have to perform on the field. I don't think anybody is upset with that. They're cheap, but upside deals that Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell are building off of. You get a leader off the defense who is beloved by his teammates and also loved the city to come back for an extension. Unlike a guy like uh, who's the we, safety we traded for a fifth round pick to Seattle, um, Quandre Diggs. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> just trade trading a guy like that who was the leader of the defense and just because he didn't fit the the. Quinn Trisha mold. You got to get rid of them. No, those days are over. Players who play and mesh well in the locker room and on the field are are being signed and staying currently at the moment. And you're bringing in some younger talent at a lower, you know, at a lower clip to help your team. So these aren't. This isn't Super Bowl caliber moves. This mm-hmm. isn't even playoff contender caliber caliber moves. But it's pushing your team in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to talk about deals that don't make people mad. Mm-hmm. It's nice to talk about that. And the Lions are cutting Trey Flowers, getting rid of some of that dead weight, which is great. He was an edge. He was an edge uh, player. So all the more reason to believe that the Lions are going to draft uh, an edge rusher with their first pick in the draft. Who it's going to be, we don't know yet. It's going to be between Hutchinson and Thibodeau. Either of those guys, I think, would fill in nicely. Steps in the right direction, Noel. And that's good to hear. Yeah. I don't think we can talk about anything other than that because... No. Because, like, look, we're not going to get... Nobody wants to come to the Lions, right? Like, No. No high-end talent wants to come to the Lions. But if we... Keep making these steady small changes, 
towards better players, yes, it'll be more of a pull to those big name guys or to people with exceptional talent yes. to want to be here, right? As opposed to like going out for a big fish right now and watching everybody like laugh in their faces because LOL it's the Lions. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, I want to I want to make this comment, and here comes my horrible comparison game again. Perfect. We needed another uh, bad metaphor. But I, because we can't compare the Lions to a normal normal organization until they prove otherwise. I yep. get that. But do you remember the Bills and how horrible they were forever? I do. I or do. Not forever, but you, like the last they, little bit. Minus yeah. this past year. <laughs> before before Josh Allen got here, and then when Tyrod Taylor, you know, kind of put them back into, like, a playoff contention. Um, the Bills were bad. But, obviously, they were able to get out of that by getting a franchise quarterback and establishing that culture. They made the playoffs before they got their franchise quarterback. Yep. And then they got their franchise quarterback, and now... The past two seasons, they have been legitimate Super Bowl contenders. Legitimate. Mm-hmm. If the Lions could even be half of that, as far as, <laughs> as far as like building that cultural piece, sure, absolutely. Because everybody, the Bills were a laughing stock. Now they're not, and something had to happen along the way to change that. And I think, I mean, obviously the Lions are trying to change the culture. It's all about that. But as bad and as horrible as the Lions were, we always talked about how much fun the players were having. And that can only go so far for so long. Mm-hmm. But that's that's yeah. a tick in the right direction as far as changing the culture. If you're going to be bad, at least have players that enjoy being there. Yeah. I think if you can go- last two seasons like that. Correct. So if you're if you're going to be mediocre or 500 at least show signs of bringing in more talent and if you brought in more talent okay now you need to compete for a playoff spot yep last year if you competed for a playoff spot okay now we need to win a game or two if we're winning a game or two okay now we got to win a super bowl and i can't even talk about a super bowl because the lions haven't even sniffed a super bowl even when the super bowl was in their own city i get that Mm mm-hmm how are you going to get that if you don't do the little things first? And this is the, last year, some little things. These signings, very little things. Do the little things. Increment. We talked about exponential growth with the Pistons. Incremental growth with the Lions, but positive incremental growth. We can't have. We can't afford to have the zigzags up and downs anymore. We just can't. Mm-hmm. Did you want to talk about March Madness at all? Of course I want to talk about March Madness. Absolutely I want to talk about March Madness. I do. Do you want to lead in that regard or no? Sure, I'll lead. Um, so the CNC Replay and Friends Thereof have started a bracket group league. Is it a league? I can't remember the name of it. Um, where we're both all submitting at least two... Uh, at least two brackets. Uh, four, if you're an overachiever like Corey. Um, one is supposed oh, to be... Oh, it's not overachieving. <laughs> four is... Supp- or one of them is supposed to be your serious bracket, like the one that you actually are, like, taking time to, like, choose things. 
Um, for me, it was mostly on vibes and the jerseys. For Brecken, it was based solely on which uh, mascot could win in a fight. Um, and then the other one you're submitting is pure chaos. Straight chaos. We did every single pick with a coin flip. Every single one. And Corey, you did four of those? Okay, so hold, we need to, <laughs> we need to provide a story. Noelle did hers first. Complete yes. coin... I did the coin flip generator. Oh man, at, I went and found an actual quarter because Noelle I needed found... it to be authentic. Right, I couldn't do it because like I can't just keep flipping a coin when I have a classroom full of students. So I, I just you could have had to... your your kids flip the coins. Be like, yo, we're filling out a bracket. Everybody flips a coin. Oh my goodness, maybe I'll do that. Uh, <laughs> the do student that bracket. You should do that. That'd be fun. I'll do that at youth. Um, <clears throat> so Noel, I think what you got Arizona. Yeah, champion. Arizona was my champion. Um, Ari- my final the, four was chaos. <laughs> with the complete coin flip. Yes. Was Arizona was her national champion. Brecken, with the complete coin flip, got Gonzaga as her national championship. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did like this weird hybrid thing where it's like I just picked the one seeds in the first round, and then I told everybody, and they're like, no, that's not true. That's not sticking to the coin. Um, so I stuck to the coin. I got <laughs> Georgia effing southern as my <laughs> national champion uh-huh i was i was so mad because my final four wasn't horrible but georgia southern was in georgia southern is if georgia southern makes it to the final four i will i will jump off a bill no if if georgia southern wins the national championship i will jump off a building it is not going to happen <laughs> okay i'll hold you to that I will jump off a building. It, it will not happen. Um, but I, I got Georgia Southern won every single coin flip. And then I did a different thing that I, like, I snake draft the coin flip. So still random, but instead of going from the top on ESPN's bracket challenge, I went from the bottom back up. Georgia Southern still made it. <laughs> To the final four. I was so mad. And then I did it a third time. And then I was just testing fate at that point because Ohio State ends up winning the national championship against I don't I don't even know who, some fifteen seed or something like that. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. The the coin the coin hates me. And then I did another random bracket and I got I think I got Seton Hall and then my last random bracket. Uh let me pull that up real quick. Um, was, oh, what the heck? It logged me out. No, no, okay. My last random bracket was Davidson. So, <laughs> with a final four of, and Georgia Southern in the Elite <laughs> Eight, again. Going the distance. A final four of Davidson, St. Mary's, UAB, and USC. And Davidson over USC in the national championship. So, I was just... I was I was so so done in a in a in a serious bracket. I like Tennessee. I like Kentucky. I liked Arizona. I think I picked all three of those teams in multiple brackets, um, and that's it. I mean, this is fun. I mean, you fill out bra- like like even people who don't like sports love to fill out a bracket. Mm-hmm. Everybody it, and their mother fills out brackets. It's like, they're not even, most of the time they're not even like looking at like, oh, who do I think it's going to win? Most of the time it's just, I'm going to throw a a name in and see what happens. 
Right. People have so many different criteria for how they fill out their brackets. Brecken, who, whose mascot would win in a fight? Colors, yeah. jerseys, names. I don't know Chris's yet. We didn't get his. Maybe he didn't even fill one out, but he yeah, was dead. Yeah, he has been he very was, quiet today, so. He was dead today, so that, probably nothing happened with him. Um, if, but for seriousness, I do want to talk about the bracket. Um, yeah, go for it. No. Uh, one of the best sporting events of the year. Um, yep. And then also really cool that Indianapolis is such a basketball, like, hotbed. So I get to I got to go to the Big Ten tournament. Um, I mm-hmm. was I went as a fan, and I went as an employee. So that was pretty fun. Hmm. Um, Michigan had a big lead against IU um, in their opening round, and by 17 points, they ended up losing the game. So then I'm from Thursday to sun, Selection Sunday, I'm, like, sweating because, like, Michigan was on the bubble. I'm just like, this is so – why am I so concerned about this? This means nothing to me in the grand scheme of things. But it's just like you're a fan. You want your you want your team to be in and, like, you know, whatever. Um, and IU goes on this run. IU is not a tournament team um, this year up before the Big Ten tournament. Um, they beat Michigan. Then they beat the number one seed in the Big Ten. And then they play in the semifinal with Purdue on the other side of the bracket – IU was playing Iowa and Purdue was playing Michigan State, so you had a semifinal that was just electric. You you had both Indiana teams in the Big Ten playing there, um, and Indiana finally loses on a banked in three point shot from twenty four year old Jordan Bohannon, who's in his sixth year of college basketball for Iowa. Which like I like I didn't really care, but like like the electricity from the place went from like an all time high to like this stupid, stupid white guy just (laughs) ended our tournament run and then screwed up an opportunity for Indiana and Purdue to play the big 10 championship in Indianapolis um, for the, for the tournament and the auto bid into the tournament Um, ended up being Iowa and Purdue, which Iowa won, which was fun to see. And then Selection Sunday happened with Michigan on the bubble. Michigan, who had just lost to IU on Thursday, got a higher seed than IU (laughs) and got to play in Indianapolis. So on (laughs) back-to-back Thursdays, I am going to watch Michigan basketball play in the postseason. So I... Couldn't have been any happier for me. I was so concerned about, oh, they're going to miss the tournament, and now I'm watching them play. Um, But Big Ten had nine tournament teams, or Big Ten had nine teams in the NCAA tournament, no seed higher than a three, um, and the Big Ten has yet to win a national championship in basketball since the year 2000, which was uh, Michigan State's last national title um, as well. But... NCAA tournament's awesome. Games are on from noon to midnight. One of the best two weeks of the year. Probably the these this Thursday, Friday coming up is probably the best Thursday, Friday of sports that any fan can watch just because like you can have four TVs in your living room and have a game on each simultaneously, which mm. is which is effing sick. That's um, overstimulating. My brain would explode. Yeah, I've I've gotten to that point where it's just like there's too much <laughs> right now. But like, you need to go disassociate like, in your room for a second. 
Yeah, sometimes. And it, I guess it's better that I'm going to the, the game on Thursday because it's like I'm only watching one game. And then Unless game you pull it up on your phone. Uh, we're planning on doing that. So <laughs> Yeah. But, I mean, who, what am I going to pay attention to more? The game on my phone or the game on Depending on what the game on your phone is doing. Well, that's fair. But Michigan's game is the first game of the whole tournament. Outside of these first four uh, games that were that are on right now, mm. um, but <laughs> fun time, crazy times, seating is weird, selection committee is weird, um, but everybody's team in Big Ten country here: IU, Purdue, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State for you weirdos, all in the tournament. Going to be a fun time. Everybody should watch, fill out a bracket, and uh, enjoy some basketball for these next couple of days because it is a blast. And if you don't enjoy watching buzzer beaters and upsets, well, do you have a pulse? And if you don't, let's take you to a hospital. This has been a PSA from Corey Cercina. That is true. Alrighty. Anything else that we have to say for the good of the order? Um... First spring training game for the Tigers is 1 o'clock on Friday mm-hmm. uh, against the Phillies. Eduardo Rodriguez is pitching. Uh, when you're not watching basketball, tune into that. Um, or if you have multiple screens. Or if you have multiple screens, throw that on as well. Um, and have a fun sports weekend. It's going to be great. If you're going to the tournament, say hi. I, I might be there. If Michigan wins on Thursday, I will most likely be there on Saturday because... I told my I, I this was a promise <laughs> I gave to myself, Noel. Mm-hmm. If Michigan ever played, because I I can't watch the Tigers in Indianapolis because there's no major league team. I can't watch the Red Wings, obviously. For this, I, can't, I can watch the Pistons. I can watch the Lions. Which, if I had to choose, to? which if I had to choose of the of which two teams from Detroit I would want to watch the most, the Lions and the Pistons would probably be. The bottom two, just. Mm-hmm. But of obvious, those two, of those two, probably the Lions and then the Pistons. But I, I'd get to watch the Pistons more because you are where I, you are. I am where I am. I'm 15 minutes from the stadium, and I live, I, I work for the Pacers. So like, yeah, why not? Um, but on the flip side of that, because my professional sports teams aren't really here, it's like, well, if Michigan plays, Indiana, Purdue. Any of these close schools, I'm going to go see them play. And they played, they had the Big Ten tournament in Indianapolis. I saw them play at IU earlier this year where they won by 18 points. I could not get into Purdue because that ticket was, I believe, $200. Oh. I, wasn't, I wasn't about to spend that. No. Uh, and now they are slated in Indianapolis in the first round when IU and Purdue are both in the tournament playing somewhere else in the country on the same day. Uh, so I told myself I got to go every opportunity I can, and I'm keeping up to that promise. So It's good to keep promises to yourself, I guess. I, I suppose. Anyone is, anyone is more than welcome to join me at any time. Are you going alone? No, I have, I have a, a buddy who graduated from U of M. He's coming in. My boss is coming. <laughs> and then a guy from uh, the church who's a big Michigan fan is also coming. So we got four of us going to the game. Okay. Games, I'm good. I'm I glad you have people that you're going with. Yeah. I mean, you could make friends at the bar, but. Uh, no. Mm-mm. 
Not your scene? Not my scene. No. No, no. I'd rather go... I Like... I would go to a bar to watch a game if I had friends going with. I would never go to a bar by myself to watch a game. No, I mean, like, going to the game, sitting in the, like, being at the game, and then make friends, like, of the people who are already there. Like, I just buy a single ticket for myself? Yeah, why not? Make friends with the people sitting around you. I've done that once before, and I felt so uncomfortable. Oh, come on. You just gotta have... I did that at a Whitecaps game once. A little bit of confidence. I was like, oh man, I'm never doing this again. You know what you do for that? That's when you grab a clipboard and like a very um, nondescript quarter zip with a clipboard. And then you just kind of sit there and like randomly take notes throughout the night. I should have. Because then you don't feel awkward. And you, people will start like looking at you like you're something special. Is this a scout? Like, yes. Yes, I am scout. Just saying, it's an I idea was a for scout next time. one time. I know I you was... were. I remember. Yeah, that was that was a time. Definitely. <laughs> oh man, I don't know how to evaluate talent. Anyway, we have a whole podcast dedicated to that kind of. Yeah. Anyways, thank you all for listening and chatting with us this week. Um, we hope that you watch a lot of games. Um, hope that you're getting excited for baseball. If you want to follow us on socials, we are at CNC Sports Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. If you want to reach out, we also have an email with that same handle. Um, What else? Oh, uh, share with your friends. Rate and subscribe. It helps us reach more people. Word of mouth is the best best pusher for that. And uh, the Red Wings are currently down 3-0 to the Oilers in the first period. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I didn't even know they were playing. See, this is how bad it's gotten. I didn't even know they were playing tonight. Mm-hmm. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Have a Happy... great week. Oh, my gosh. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Go blue. Jeez. Hey, everybody. This is Noelle. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the CNC Replay. Please subscribe and rate us five stars as it really helps us out. And give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at CNC Sports Pod. We'll see you next week.